Global Crisis Bible Prophecy Health and Preparedness You are just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch Father in heaven, we come before you in prayer now to seek your guidance, uh, wisdom, understanding, and we do ask for the virtues and, and the character of Christ. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, gentleness. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. May we focus on Jesus. Help us to turn our eyes upon him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here we are for another weekly 11th Hour Dispatch broadcast. And boy, there's a lot going on in our world. And we could just launch right in and talk about the election, talk about everything that's going on. But I wanted to begin with that emphasis of why we have radio programs, why we have sermons and satellite networks and and church services and what is the whole reason for putting out Christian media it's to draw our attention to the savior Jesus Christ and him crucified he said when i am lifted up i will draw all unto me you see we've just been through a year and a half exercise in american politics where human Princes and powers and principalities and candidates, as we call them in modern parlance, they are drawing our attention to a particular ideology, a political party, an agenda. And, of course, we we ought to have a civic duty that we exercise and become aware and participate in our country. But don't you just want to take a deep breath and for a moment remember that we are citizens of heaven? And that the Bible warns us not to put our trust in princes, in mortal man who cannot save. The Bible warns us that the powers of this world are coming to nothing. So in the end, the kingdom that we must align with, the king, the person, is the person of Jesus Christ. And that's not to slam anybody. It's just to say there is a higher king and authority. And in fact, beneath the Lord himself... There is a higher law that governs those in power. So when we talk about the president and their policies and what they want to do, they actually serve the United States Constitution. That's the supreme law of the land. So where will this country go now under President-elect Donald Trump? Who, Who you voted for, what your political preferences are, that's not a matter of disputation on this particular program. Um, yes, we do want to affirm and lift up the biblical principles of liberty and freedom, freedom of conscience, religious freedom especially, um, but but all of the constitutional limitations that are placed on the powers of man so that we would not have a rule of man system where the whims and the dictatorial edicts of powerful people are what 
hold sway, but we the people have a government of, by, and for the people. And, and, and the majority as well as the elite are both constrained by the rule of law, and that is the U.S. Constitution. So as Christians, we can affirm that and praise God for that and celebrate that. And so the fact that we just had a free and open election, I mean, think about that. Throughout history, that's not a common thing. And there was all sorts of fears that this was going to be rigged and the Democrat side was saying the Russians are going to hack the election and the Republican side was warning of the corrupt Democrat establishment rigging the elections and, and, and everybody's wondering, okay, what what is coming next? Well, you know, what's coming next, really, let's just skip over right to the end. We know what's coming next and that's Jesus soon coming. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens between now and then. But as it turns out, the election was held with integrity, and there may have been efforts to swing it one way or the other, but it has come out, and a peaceful transition of power is taking place, which is what we call in political science, I used to teach civics, government, economics, and all of these courses, what we call this is a nonviolent revolution, an institutionalized revolution. Every four years, the American people have the opportunity to select their president. But skeptics and critics and, and people who subscribe to what's called power elite theory of how power is wielded in the West, particularly in America in the last half century, there's been a growing skepticism, not just of the integrity of the elections, but of the candidates that are put out, that you have two sides of the same coin, that you have no real choice, that you have people from the same club, the same singular establishment. And this time around, there was definitely, with a, a Bernie Sanders and a Donald Trump and these outsider type of uh, anti-establishment candidates, we've had a very interesting election year, or it's been almost two years. It's been going on forever. And so here we are now in a very strange and I would say precarious situation, civically speaking. In Christ, we've got security, a sure foundation, a, a solid rock. I mean, he is our shield and our very great reward. So there's no fear in love. But I'm looking at a nation that doesn't know how to handle this. And people are starting to kind of lose their mind. I'll just tell you a quick story. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. The the president has not even been inaugurated yet. It's been two days since the election as of when I saw this. This was Thursday night. And I was driving with the family uh, out of Grand Rapids, out of downtown. And a massive, long protest demonstration, a march of must have been a couple thousand people easily. Um, marching right across, blocking all the intersections, obviously, with the continual stream of people and the police kind of just keeping an eye on things. And I'm, I say to the policeman, roll down the window, hey, you know, this is this legal? <laughs> They're keep blocking traffic. And he said, no, it's not. But we're not doing anything about it because we don't want to provoke anything and we want to just keep people safe here. So that was quite a, quite an interesting thing for my family to witness. And, I've got my kids there and these 
people are absolutely screaming, vicious, violent thing. I mean, we rolled the windows, obviously, up very quickly. But um, that's a scary thing for a five-year-old. My three-year-old didn't really understand what was going on. But um, he told me, Dad, as we were driving away, Dad, my, my heart was beating so fast. I could feel it like moving my body. I mean, he, he, it was all he could do to stop from breaking down and crying because... I mean, this is not like, this is seven o'clock in the evening, but it's a, it's a crazy thing. And you're going, wow. Um, some of these headlines, I mean, this is a news program, but just launching into some thoughts and commentary on this from a Christian standpoint, it's sad to see such anger, such just, just violent sounding hate in the name of love, ironically. I mean, there were signs about, about love. And I'm I'm thinking that's a that's a just a nasty counterfeit of love because there's so much vitriol, so much just just seething anger and and rage over the election of Donald Trump. Uh, you, you do find it also kind of kind of I don't know ironic maybe or, or people aren't always informed about what it is that they might be angry about. Um, if you follow the positions of the candidates. Donald Trump is a, a very pro, uh, what you'd call LGBT candidate. He, he talked about the bathroom controversy, let people go in whatever bathrooms they want, and we should amend the Civil Rights Act to force people to give equal opportunity to gays, and that would, you know, shut down bakers and start affecting Christian institutions. I mean, all the stuff you normally expect from the left. This is something that Donald Trump subscribes to. So the, the protesters who are saying he's anti gay and a bigot and hate filled and all of that it's perplexingly strange in that it would be conservative minded christian people who might protest his position on lgbt so we have we live in like bizarro world alternate universe with just the political spectrum all twisted and flipped this way and that and everybody's just mad <laughs> you know what it means it means we all need christ we all need the true character of love that flows from the heart of the father and when i see these signs of you know people with the protest march saying we need to love and and seeing such the opposite of that out of the spirit of this demonstration you know it's easy to point out the you know angry protesters who you know do a whole lot worse than that but one thing I had to say to myself and my family after we witnessed this, you know, it's really easy for us to say, man, that was a crazy, crazy bunch of people there. But, you know, do we have moments where we are not as loving as we ought to be? Do we have moments where we need to look in the mirror and see not necessarily the angry communist, but the person who's a little, you know, spoke a little rudely to a family member or, or whatever? And so we all need Jesus. We all need true true biblical Christian love with a capital L, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. So the headlines, it, it's gotten, that was Grand Rapids, right? I mean, that's going to be pretty tame. It's a pretty conservative city compared to cities around the country. Hillary supporters burn American flag, riot, threaten to kill Donald Trump after losing the election. Death threats against president-elect explode, explode on social media, Paul Joseph Watson reports. Comparisons to 9-11. 
the the Twitter feeds and these people are saying this is this is this was now eleven nine was the most tragic day in U.S. history, more so than nine eleven. That's quite an amazing statement. People really feel strongly about this. Shock video, uh, mob viciously beats Trump voter, so physical violence. Anti-Trump crowd, Russia Today reports, smashes windows and police cruiser in the streets of Oakland. Zero Hedge reports, Soros-sponsored social justice warriors besiege Trump Tower, screaming things that I will not say on air, some of the same kinds of words we heard Thursday night. Uh, Mediate reports, People, quote, people have to die. Anti-Trump protester calls for violence on CNN. So this is no small reaction, and this is just some of the headlines. How about this one from The Last Refuge? DNC's left-wing demonstrators march again. Singer Katy Perry, the Daily Sheeple reports, just called for a revolution on Twitter. And interestingly also, you know, there's a reputation that candidates get from the media coverage. And um, I, fi- I was looking through the exit polling data and found that Donald Trump actually performed better than previous Republican candidates among Hispanic and black voters. So the, the division in the country is amplified and exaggerated and fueled by a media that paints and portrays the divide and the conflict this way. As if there is an intentional civil unrest, race war scenario being built here. In fact, we'll hear more about that when we come back to the, from the break. And we'll see once again how we might behold the Prince of Peace, the one who can bring our families together, bring our hearts into unity and harmony with the divine. We'll be right back. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Most parents send their children to public schools with the best of intentions. But now more than ever, parents are waking up to the brainwashing that is taking place in today's indoctrination centers, also known as public schools. But it's even worse than merely false worldviews. Did you know that according to the U.S. Department of Education, literally 10% of public school children have been targets of unwanted sexual attention by school employees? It's time to wake up, to come apart and be separate, saith the Lord. The DVD series is called Schooled, the deliberate agenda to reduce individuality, destroy intelligence, and re-engineer society in Schooled. You'll hear it straight from the mouths of the founders of modern schooling themselves. They're quite proud of it. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com and use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a And we are back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host again for another segment of our once a week news broadcast from a biblical and Christian perspective. 
you know all of this has prophetic implications. Everything that we've been covering before the break about the election of Donald Trump and the violent reaction of on the part of the left, this is a uh, conflict-sowing uh, problem-reaction-solution scenario where you see out of crisis, order can be established. If you can have civil unrest and violence, if you can have, like what we saw last week, the Des Moines Register reported local police are trying to figure out why an Urbandale man allegedly ambushed two Metro police officers in the dead of night, gunning them down without warning as they sat two miles apart in their patrol cars. And the article goes on and explains people are just perplexed. Why are there just ambush-style killings of police USA Today reported that these are up 167% this year. And that was before you had the president that half of the country hates with a burning passion. He hasn't even become president yet, and people are protesting him. Um, this could get more ugly in terms of the divide, the demonstrations, and yes, even the violence and civil unrest as we've seen more death threats coming out. And French ambassador says, the world is collapsing before our eye. And you have the United Nations. It was reported by Reuters. Disbelief questions at United Nations after Trump victory. So it's not just the street level, you know, agitator type of, you know, left wing anarchists that are that are um, kind of flipping their lid like the globalists and the world leaders are bulging their eyes out and going, what just happened? Their disbelief. It was amazing to watch clips of the mainstream media as the election returns were coming in and they're going, is this really happening? Everything that we tr have tried to prevent for the past year and a half is happening and we've lost all credibility and we can't understand this. But this is a populist tsunami, as it's been called. Nigel Farage, the guy who was behind the Brexit, the British exit from the European Union, said, prepare for further shocks because there is a tremendous upsurge against the establishment. Now, the amazing thing about this is just a few years ago, they didn't talk about the establishment. There was no such thing. It was... We live in a society where everybody's voice is heard and kind of the sanitized eighth grade civics class version of how the country runs, we all believed still exists because that's the, the wonderful form of government we've been given as a gift from those who've gone before us and the people that have fought to preserve it. Well, the reality is there is a club. There is a power elite. They have their secret closed door meetings. They have their I scratch your back, you scratch my back arrangements. And the idea of the existence of a power elite establishment has finally over the last year and a half come to everybody's attention. And people are starting to, even the mainstream media starts talking about the mainstream media, which it was never talked about. It was just the media. We all get our information from there. But as Christians, we should always be asking, all right, what is the deeper agenda here? 
that we're being sold. I mean, we've got to be savvy. We've got to be biblically grounded because there's deception coming through from all angles. And knowing the truth of the word and not being uh, corralled into one of these two camps where I think like all these guys over here, all these guys over here, and this is my team, this is my tribe, this is my this is my uh, aligned group that I'm going to completely form my identity and, and, and allow that to circumvent my own sense of my relationship with God and my responsibility to God. This mainstream media thing was truly amazing to watch over the past year and a half because Russia Today reported a, an amazing headline, How Hackers and Whistleblowers Killed the Clinton Campaign, which is basically what happened. I mean, the mainstream media has did their best to bury these stories to the extent that they could and to just anoint the new um, you know, the first woman president, they had their whole narrative about how this was supposed to go. Newsweek even printed 125,000 Madam President magazines, and they had to recall all those, and they were forced to rush out a President Trump version to print on Thursday. That was, uh, that was quite a, a flip around event, but, you know, this idea of a corrupt establishment, a mainstream media that colludes with Wall Street and government insiders, and you've got the uh, election fraud and voter fraud. I mean, people didn't believe any of that existed. You were just a conspiracy theorist if you would talk about these matters. Now, students of prophecy always knew and continue to know that there is a confederacy of evil at the top of the global power pyramid, the power structures of our world, religious, political, etc., but People who study Bible prophecy and understand how the world works were kind of marginalized and branded as kooks, etc. But now it's not even controversial to talk about these things. This is commonplace. And so there's something that has come out of this crazy election season that everybody got so tired of. Uh, you know, people are willing to talk about these things now, and it's more uh, part of the dialogue. It's part of the the, the process of thinking through What's going on in our in our world? You had the WikiLeaks. You had the group called Project Veritas. Other hacks and leaks that took place. And people are going, whoa, we are actually reading the communications of how things go uh, from the insiders. I mean, you've got speech transcripts from Hillary Clinton's speeches that she gave for a quarter million dollars to give a single speech to Goldman Sachs bankers. And she comes out and in the transcript, says, I'll just quote it, I've got it here, politics is like sausage being made. It is unsavory, and it always has been that way, but we usually end up where we need to be. But if everybody's watching, then people get a little nervous, to say the least. So you need both a public and a private position. So she's reassuring the elite that some of the things that she might say publicly is a little different than her wink-wink private position. Now, I'm not just going after Hillary Clinton. This is all the insiders, okay? So if you were a fan of Hillary Clinton and voted for I'm not mad at you. I'm not trying to take political sides of this. During the Bush years, I, I had plenty to say about insider stuff like this. But we have so much more information now. It's the amazing thing. 
with these leaks that came out saying, you know, we're kind of basically have, we have to deceive the public. We've got our public position and then we've got our actual position on the issues. But this is not really saying that much. We've all woken up to the fact that this is a giant scheme and game of political intrigue. Um, and it got really weird with the WikiLeaks toward the end with um, Marina Abramovich. This, you don't want to Google this lady or understand or know what it is that she does. She does satanic, dark, occult art. It's called art, but she actually said in a statement, well, when you do a public appearance for you know your weird, dark art show, then it's art. But when you do it in private or you do it for a television audience, then it's, then it's magic and it's actual occult rituals where she takes blood and mixes it with other human emissions and um, does all sorts of things with it that we're not even going to talk about because it is disgusting and evil. Um, she goes with Lady Gaga and has mock um, cannibalism in effigy and just really dark stuff that was involved with John Podesta, one of the top campaign chairmen in the country, campaign chairman of the Hillary Clinton campaign, he was invited to her house. They've got close ties to these people. So anyway, that's what's going on from that insider perspective. And I appreciate that as a Christian, being able to see validated what the Bible says when it says, put not your trust in princes, what the Bible says when it it talks about a confederacy of evil that rules the world at the end of time and as as the holy spirit removes himself from and allows the natural consequences of human sin to reach their logical conclusion of of, of death and destruction and coercive authoritarian governments and every form of evil that's unleashed upon the earth in the last days uh, we don't need to be touched by that though Just, you know that that was quite a series of adjectives there that people would go what's going to happen no 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 don't don't allow the fear to rise in the heart in the mind because you know a lot of that has been i've heard about psychologists talking about election distress disorder people actually because of taking a look at news and information that they, they start to have mental disorders like anxiety fear we want the love of christ the only reason we talk about the news is to see how this relates to prophecy and and yes to be informed citizens that's our duty but not to obsess over it I mean, I, I kind of went on a media, uh, news media detox after all this, and it's been so nice. It's like, all of a sudden, the world is more beautiful. The sky is more blue. Um, the the clouds overhead are, are more stunning. Um, the smile of my children is so much more nice. I mean, I always have that balance and love life, as you hear me talk about it on the program, but taking a deep breath after the insanity of this election feels kind of nice. But where things will go from here, we don't know. Um, Brett Baer of Fox News reported the FBI sources believe that the Clinton Foundation case is moving toward a likely indictment. So will we see a last-minute pardon by President Obama? Um, Will it be front and center on the Trump agenda to actually appoint a special prosecutor and... Go after Hillary Clinton, as he said he would do in the debates. He said you'd be in jail. I mean, you, you don't. Have, this is not an election. This is not a normal election. Normal elections don't have one candidate saying to the other, "You're going to be in jail." So, um, yeah, it's revolutionary times in which we live, for good or for bad. And and this this populist movement, this wave of the Brexit and 
the Trump movement, and this is this, there's a lot happening globally. This could take one of two directions. You could have, in the time of crisis, crazed mob empowering strongman, and that could be dangerous to liberty. Uh, but on the other hand, what we're witnessing this week is, this past week, was the overthrow of a rather corrupt establishment. I'll just say that. I'm not picking on any names or any party or anybody. But everybody knows there's been some corruption in Washington. A lot. Um, and, and I know it all too well as a student of this. For the past 15, 20 years, um, you come pretty face-to-face with reality, and it's it's sobering. But the ultimate reality with a capital R, we can transcend all of this. And as we close the program... Let's not worry about the revolutionary trends of modern politics. Let's let's worry about a revolutionary love of Jesus Christ that can transform us and overthrow sin out of our lives. We'll see you next time. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. Secular musicians, when they talk about how when the music and the lyrics don't match up, they call it aesthetically false. It's incongruent. It's, it's in contradiction. And if secular people can recognize that there is a falsehood in music, there is a true and a false, we Christians who are holding the banner of truth high ought to be able to say, you know what, that's aesthetically false. And I feel for them. I want them to learn about the styles of music and what it's doing to them. It's not just my opinion. Even the secular community, again, Slate Magazine, can observe the irony of this, the contradiction that is Christian pop or rock music. They said, you shoehorn a message that is essentially about obeying authority, Christianity, into a music genre that's essentially rebellious and nihilistic, rock music. It's not a match. Brought to you by BeltofTruthMinistries.org.